cross God beside us God behind us God above us he also now between us a bridge through which your truth may move in the name of the one God Father, Son and Holy Spirit Amen Okay. Well, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> We're already talking about it, or at least we are in my household. The kids dropping hints, me dropping hints <laughs> to those around me. Um, and of course, we see it in newspapers, magazines, and in certain towns. I stopped in Brundage the other day and was surprised to see that they already have Christmas decorations um, hanging up at the corners in downtown there. We're not quite there yet here in Dothan, but it's soon to follow. Of course, in the Anglican tradition, we, we kind of wait for a lot of that until after Advent, but not in most of our homes, and certainly not in mine, where we will probably start singing Christmas carols this week. I may make everybody sing one today, as a matter of fact. And gifts aren't exactly what we think of when we read today's gospel lesson. What I think of is an article that I read not too long ago um, in a newspaper. It's about being canceled. You're canceled. You know what it is to be canceled? Well, I suppose we do in one way or another. You cancel a TV show, something that you like gets canceled and is no longer produced. This is an article by John McDermott where he talks about, a, features a woman by the name of Katie Herzog, who is a reporter who wrote an article in a magazine about a somewhat controversial topic, um, both politically, scientifically, and lots of different ways it was controversial. So she put it out there and it went viral. You know what that means. Lots of people read it, basically. And in many of her circles, circles in which she ran, they ostracized her. Because of her work, they basically said, you can no longer be a part of us. She said she would go to certain clubs that she used to go to where she knew lots of people that would welcome her, and they no longer welcomed her. It got so bad at a point that she decided to move to a neighboring community because she couldn't go to the places she used to go and be treated with dignity and with respect. You're canceled, basically. And the article talked about different people that have been canceled coming together. That somebody that gets canceled calls somebody that has already been canceled and together they form a friendship or a place of belonging in one way or another. One gentleman that had been canceled for different things said that three of his best friends told him that they could no longer speak to him because of what he had said or written. One of them he had known since kindergarten. Can't even fathom that. But we live in a society where we are judged by our sins and not always given second chances. We live in a society where we have decided that empathy is just too difficult. Holding a grudge certainly feels a lot better. 
And maybe it will lead to change, because empathy doesn't, right? And so we've cast it all aside. The article, or the article didn't talk about this, but I think about people, uh, particularly in the creative arts, where they now say that you really are judged on what you did and not on your art. You remember John Mayer? You know, about 10 years ago, he, he gave this interview when he was certainly under the influence of lots of different things, some legal and some not, right? Um, where he was said some things that could be construed as somewhat racist and misogynistic, and he's now sober, y'all, right? <laughs> and he's even given interviews on what his sobriety has done for him and how it has changed his outlook and his mind and everything else. And yet when you hear John Mayer's song, oftentimes the first thing you think about is that interview from 10 years ago. Kanye West is another one. Kanye West talks about some of the things that he said and did when he was in the depths of clinical depression. New lease on life, and yet today, I will have to admit, when I hear his name, I sometimes cringe because of some of the things he did and said years and years ago. Canceled. You ever been canceled? Canceled by a group of people? It may have been middle school, but I bet you don't forget. I bet you don't forget what that felt like, what kind of a gift that was. Katie Herzog said this in her article where she said that she hoped that everybody gets canceled in life for at least 15 minutes. It's deeply painful, but it can be a positive in many ways. Before this happened, I was much more dogmatic. I was more of a purist. I'm smarter now. I'm more skeptical. I'm more empathetic and in much less and I'm much less quick to judge than I was before. I'm much less sure of my own correctness. Being canceled and finding a place to commune with others that have been canceled. That kind of sounds like church, doesn't it? <laughs> Certainly, being canceled is one thing that runs through today's gospel. It's not necessarily a gift. Jesus is talking about the end of times in many ways. It's apocalyptic literature. We don't like talking about the end of times. We don't like looking at anything that has to do with the end of times, the final outcome for humankind. But I don't think that's all that Jesus is talking about in today's gospel. And this whole idea of the end of times is big business these days. You remember you know, 15, 20 years ago when the Left Behind series was a best-selling series. It still is today. We love to think about it. We love to think about the signs that it might be or isn't. And are you in or are you out? Are you going to be left behind? We love all that. Telling others what they must do. So it's strange when I look at today's gospel. Because Jesus and the apostles, this, the talk of the end of times and whether you're in or out, that's fear. That's trying to cajole you into doing something. That's, that's somebody trying to get you to walk in the back doors of a church. And I don't want you to walk in these doors because you are fearful of being left behind or whether you're in or you're out or anything like that. 
and fear is cheap fuel. And whenever you see it used in the name of God, be very suspicious. As a matter of fact, whenever you see fear used with God's imprimatur, you need to turn and run as fast as you can the other way. Because Jesus and the apostles always used love to cast out fear. And Jesus does talk in today's gospel about some very difficult things. He talks about division and strife and suffering, all within families even. He talks about the temple being destroyed and coming down. And there are times in life where we do suffer. There are times in life where things happen that we do not understand. There are times in life where things happen that we don't want to have happen. But when we concentrate on fear, we miss the revelation gives to us in today's, that Jesus gives to us in today's gospel, the reassurance of God's continuing presence. Because I think Jesus is talking about the temple itself, yes, but he's also talking about the temples in your life and in my life. He's talking about those moments in life where you're going to be canceled, where the world as you know it ends in some way. And it happens to all of us. You're going to face a time where you reach out to someone who has been canceled, and in that action, you get canceled. Maybe even by your own family. Do you really want to talk to him? Should you really be hanging out with her? Do you really want to go to lunch with him? That might cast some aspersion on your character. People might think that you're one of them. Sound familiar? The temples that fall. Separations within families. It's not all limited to the first century, y'all. It happens today. It might even happen over your Thanksgiving dinner. The ultimate act of God. The ultimate act of God. The ultimate act of God is always a saving one. Always. God doesn't say, well, you got what you deserved. Turn up the heat, bring out the rack. <laughs> Kanye, you didn't think I was listening, but I was. There's no second chance for you. Because that went viral. No. God says, I will save you because I love you. And my gift of grace isn't something that you deserve or that you can earn. It is something that I give to you. That's why I want you to walk through those doors. Because you have been touched by grace and a presence that knows no beginning or no end. And you want to sing it from the highest place on this earth. Jesus says, for I will give you words and a wisdom that none of your opponents will be able to withstand or contradict, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance, you will gain your souls. Hold on and open yourselves to the presence of God, even in the midst of all of the clucking that is in the world and around you and in your house and in your community and everywhere else. 
For you've been touched by grace. You know what it is to not deserve it and to accept it. And you want to give it to somebody else, don't you? You want to give it to that person next to you that got canceled. Lloyd C. Douglas is a violin teacher. He had a folksy wisdom. And he used to come into his class every day. And he would say, what is the good news today? And so people would say all these mundane things, you know, oh, the sun is shining and it stopped raining or it started raining or all the things that we think are good news. And then what he would do is he'd take out a tuning fork, which sounds the letter A, right? Never changes. And he'd say, that is the good news. Because it is the same today as it was 500 years ago. It is the same today as it will be tomorrow. It is the same today as it will be in two weeks and in a month and in six months and in 100 years or in 1,000 years. It's the same when you cancel when you lose your job or you're retired or you don't make it into the sorority that you wanted to make it into or what have you, you name it. But you know what? The gospel is a word of hope for the cancel. Because our Lord and Savior suffered the biggest cancellation of them all. What do you want for Christmas? You're going to have to answer that for yourselves. But I know what I want, and I know what I want for you. I want to fall into the hands of a living God. I want to accept the gift that is already mine, the presence that allows me to endure in the midst of life's ups and in the midst of life's cancellations. To recall that God's act is always a saving one and we cannot give up because at times we want to give up we don't feel like there are second chances for folks like us but in all of our lives God's design today tomorrow and for eternity is one of saving from today's first song of Isaiah Surely it is God who saves me. I will trust in him and not be afraid. For the Lord is my stronghold and my sure defense, and he will be my savior. Amen. Amen.